because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. I hope you all had a great Easter weekend out there, a good long three-day weekend for our markets as well. But on the first day back for our markets, they didn't look too well-rested. It was not a strong day uh, to come back for our markets. And of course, it is also tax day. Everybody's favorite day of the year to be reminded that your government loves to take your hard-earned money. And not only take your money, but do it by force, mafia style. Uh, You know, everybody loves this day, right? But what do they do with this money? Well, we all know they use it to give themselves a 21% pay raise. Could you imagine working for a company where the employees got to vote on how much they were going to be paid? What, what kind of system would that look like? I doubt many companies would exist for very long, but that's just the tip of the iceberg here. Uh, you know, don't forget what your taxes are being used for. And really to hear how few people, I mean, everybody should be talking a little bit more about this. You know, don't forget they want to raise your taxes as well so that they can give you an unprotected southern border. They can not only not pay to defend your home country here at home, but instead they're going to send that money to a country thousands of miles away where you very likely know almost nobody there. Maybe a couple of people. Maybe if you're an immigrant, you have some family over there and I could see you wanting that. Absolutely. But for the large part of it, they're just going to send that money over there and we're not going to get any accountability on how it was spent, where it was used, who it really went to in these other countries. Is it going to criminals? Is it going actually to the other side or is it going to be leaving like we did in Afghanistan, billions of dollars for our enemies to take and use from there. Nobody really knows, not to mention the fact that during that process, hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians are going to die with by the use of your tax dollars, your hard-earned money. Uh, but it doesn't end there. They want to tax you more so they can pay for college tuition for those who don't want to pay back their loans, who likely got a degree that isn't a money-making degree in any way. You know, gender studies or some obscure history topic that nobody's going to pay any money for those skills that you learn. Or, you know, the personal favorite here, I think of many of us listening to this, uh, many of our listeners here, they want you to pay more in taxes so that they can lock you in your home, make you wear a mask anywhere that you go on federal lands. That's a great one. You know, spending your taxes to enforce policies that you already don't agree with and paying taxes so that they can restrict your movement and they want to do more of that. Make no mistake about it. Uh, These are some serious power hungry fools that we have in charge. And now that's not to say I know I know that many of our listeners are America lovers and we are here as well. So don't think that I'm ungrateful for living in this great country. But we do not owe our gratitude to the people who are currently running our government as it stands today. As a matter of fact, 
I think our forefathers would be ashamed of how our country is being run today. And that's okay for us to feel a sense of resentment against these people who have turned our country into what it is now. We owe our gratitude not to them, but to our great forefathers who built this amazing country. And we have so much to be thankful for here. Again, I'm not trying to be ungrateful for being born in one of the greatest countries on earth. But we also have to be realistic here and do everything that we can to return this country to its former greatness. Take it away from these corrupt hacks of politicians that we have in charge today who, again, giving themselves a pay raise to most, a lot of them are already millionaires. You know, I mean, politicians, there should be no such thing as a career politician. That uh, it should not be a profitable career for you to go into. It should be something, you know, philosophers have talked about this forever, that people do to give back to their country. It should not be a money-making endeavor as it stands today. Uh, so, bit of a rant there, but keep that in mind as you go to pay your taxes today to the modern-day robber barons who exist in our government uh, I was reminded of a, of a great quote from the, the author Frank Herbert today who wrote, Criminality is prosperous and the position of authority is the most prosper, prosperous criminal position available. No doubt the criminals in charge of this country have taken that as a note. Uh, really, as it exists today, probably some of the largest criminals the world has ever seen. It's on a massive scale. These power-hungry communists who are trying to take over our country uh, and really the first step to taking it back is speaking out openly against this uh, it's so hard to do you're going to get banned shadow banned uh, platforms are going to reject you we've seen that a number of times uh, from our podcast platforms to our, our email providers to our merchant account services to banking uh, they try to tear you down every way that they can so if you want to support us here and continuing this work, come and join us at VRAinsider.com. We're going to help you make some money along the way as well. Uh, that's what this podcast is all about. Uh, so with that being said, we'll get to that as well now. Because, and actually a great transition here because there's really no worse offender, even more so than our own government. The biggest offenders are the largest financial institutions in the world. I mean, look at what BlackRock and Vanguard have done, uh, you know, upping their stakes against Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter, the largest owners of stocks across the world, the largest owners of ETFs and makers of ETFs across the world. These people want to own everything so that by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. That's what they say. That is coming from direct quote from the World Economic Forum. And if you're not familiar with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, I highly encourage you to do some research on that. I really, I, you know, in my personal opinion, I thought that that was, you know, I, I see so much about it in my research uh, that I really started to think that most people must know about this, right? And then I go to talk to some of my friends about it and learn that they have no clue what I'm talking about. I sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist, but this stuff is out there. It was posted on their website. They've started to remove those videos now because they saw how wildly unpopular they were and they want to distance themselves from saying that out loud so much. But just, if you have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, 
you'll own nothing by 2030 and be happy. Just look up all of those things uh, and you'll, you'll see a little bit about who's really pulling the strings uh, right now. But I highly encourage you to look into that. But back to the financial institutions because we had Q1 earnings kicking off last week with the big banks and continuing this morning as we had Bank of America reporting on earnings just barely beating estimates. But the stock was up big today. Up, uh, let's see what the final print was. Up 3.4% on the day. We also had Charles Schwab coming in short on estimates and down big on the day. Remember, it's not the news that matter. It's the market's reaction to the news. And for Bank of America, it was positive. For Charles Schwab, stock was down 9.4% on the day today. But from a market perspective, it was good to see the financial sector as a whole held up well, uh, despite companies like Charles Schwab being down big. We are still in a, in a bit of a downtrend for the financials as a whole. Uh, but good to see the sector finish up on the day today. Uh, but we have an action-packed week coming up here for Q1 earnings season. Uh, got a number of names today after the close as well. But then tomorrow, we've got Halliburton, Johnson & Johnson, Netflix, IBM. And then on Wednesday, P&G, Tesla, United, uh, a number of other big names. And later in the week as well, it continues with Snapchat, AT&T, uh, Verizon and American Express. So stay tuned here. We'll be reporting on Q1 earnings season, which we continue to believe will remain strong. And we all know the market doesn't peak until we see peak earnings. We don't see that happening just yet, but we'll be continuing to report on that here. Looking at our markets on the day today, as I started off with, we did finish lower on the day today. We got a little bit of a rally into the last 30 to 15 minutes of trading or so. So we finished off of the lows of the day. But as we start off this trading week, I have to point out for the VRA investing system, we are now at neutral readings here with six screens bullish and six screens, screens bearish, really at about a 50-50 level of what we're going to do from here. What we, what we want to see, the keys that we're looking for for our broad market indexes is that we are still above the March 14th lows, really across the board uh, and, and well above them as well. So good to see some of our leading sectors are not looking that way. And I'll get to that in our sector watch here in a minute. But as long as we hold above those March 14th lows, we want to be looking to putting on positions. We're not ready to act aggressively just yet. But if we break below them, then look for another leg lower. So we see the next one to two weeks is very important for our markets. I will point out though, there is some good news here. Again, we are above the March 14th lows and we've now reached oversold readings on our short-term VRA momentum oscillators. Uh, if you've been tuning in with us here, this is something that we've talked about a lot. Our short-term VRA momentum oscillators have held up really well in this most recent move. If you tuned in with us here at the end of March, uh, we were at overbought readings on the latest rally higher. We were even able to take back the 200 day moving average on a lot of our major indexes like the S&P 500. But as we were reaching those overbought levels, like we say here, we want to see seven days of action above the 200 day moving average before we lock it in. And we did not see that. And the overbought conditions were just a little bit too much and we continued lower from there. So now that we see our markets at these oversold readings, this is about the time we would expect to see the turn back higher. And if we saw that, it'd be very bullish because that would be our market putting in a higher 
low here, changing the trend up just a little bit. So that's what we want to see. But overall, we have a bit of a patient ap approach right now. And we look for these, what's going to happen at these support levels that we're at right now. So looking at our broad and broad market indexes here, again, we did finish off the lows of the day, not by a whole lot, but good to see. Uh, we were led by the S&P 500, really about flat on the day to 4,391. We were followed there by the Dow Jones, down just about one-tenth of 1% 1 to 34,411. Next up, the NASDAQ down 0.14% to 13,332. Excuse me. Lastly, the Russell 2000 down about 0.74% to 1,990. Looking at our internals on the day-to-day, -day, this is one area we would have loved to see strong readings today, and we just didn't get them. Declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks, just over two to one negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Next up, new 52-week highs to lows. Came in weak here, and a pretty big number, 513 stocks hitting 52-week lows for the NASDAQ. Not what you want to see. Uh, this That reading can lag, though. Uh, so, you know, tough to tell too much from one day's action, but not liking the action we've seen from those readings over the last few sessions. And lastly, volume came in slightly better than one, two to one negative for the NYSE. And actually on a final reading here, did come in better than two to one negative for the NASDAQ was negative, was more than two to one negative for a big part of the day was able to get back above that though, just here at the close. Looking at our sectors on the day today, we finished with five out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Energy leading the way as oil was up big, natural gas was up big today, um, hitting a 52-week high for natural gas. But energy, the sector, hitting an all-time high today as well, so good to see. Uh, we're followed there by the financials, consumer discretionary, and then tech, was able to finish higher on the day, even though the NASDAQ finished lower. But the big story with tech today were the semis rallying big, up 1.7% for SMH. And this is important because as I was talking about earlier, our, our four biggest sectors that we're watching right now are very close to their, uh, their recent lows. That would be housing, the transports, semiconductors, and then tech as a whole. Both are, sorry, the semiconductors, like I said, had a strong day today, which was good to see. We're seeing the big chip names above those recent lows, but we are seeing housing right at those support levels. The transports also right at those support levels. Both of those did finish lower on the day today. Uh, again, much like our four, March 14th lows, we want to see those hold. But check this out. I thought this was interesting about the semis on the fundamental side. It's, it's no secret that the world's future will be powered by technology. And specifically, to power that technology, you need semiconductors. Just now, not even four months into 2022, inflows, money inflows for the semis have already surpassed all of 2021 inflows. Uh, that should be very bullish for this group over the long term. But in the short term, we need to see this double bottom hold first. Then our laggards on the day today were healthcare, consumer staples, and utilities. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Let's get a final print here. 
Gold now up about three tenths of 1% to 1,981. We also saw the gold miners today were just about flat, but they did hit another 52 week high earlier in the session. So good to see from this group that you wanna see the miners acting strongly here. Next up, silver up a nice 1.3% to $26 an ounce. Copper now up 1.7% to $4.80 a pound and oil down a little bit from where it was earlier in the day, but still up about half a percent to $106 a barrel. Finally for today, Bitcoin, our, basically our only crypto, big crypto up on the day today, trying to hold on to $40,000 of Bitcoin, now up 1.12% to $40,722 of Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.